Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Wait, wait, Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 273, and I'm here as always with the feverish Fanero. Hell of a show she put together by the one and only Michael Fanero. Oh, great. So now if it doesn't go right, you all know who to blame. I'll edit it out. Okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. What's up, Swagzilla? So Dave put this crappy show sheet together <laughs> for us. Because <laughs> he misses Rookie Fever so much. <laughs> He said, give this one a try. If you like it, it was Fenero. Yes, correct. I was just about to say the same exact thing. If you don't, this is completely a product of Dave Wright. That's all lowercase at FF underscore Spaceman in Twitterverse. (laughs) We've got some fun stuff, though, man. I think so. I think so. We've got got a little bit of public nervous announcement coming up. Nice. And that, that's a shout out to Brian Har for the drop there. That was his beautiful voice. Hit him up. He will make drops for you. He probably loves that I'm telling you that. And then we've got the price <laughs> is right and or wrong, Bob. I want to be Bob. You can be Bob. Price is wrong. Uh, so how, how do we explain the price is wrong? Do we just do that when we get to it? <laughs> it's just kind of like yeah. we're going to do a little bit of dynasty, a little bit of redraft. Right. I think it's interesting to do to I think this off season maybe just wrapping some more redraft into our rookie talk. It's always fun to well, you know, one of our favorite episodes all year, Out of the Gator Weight is is kind of a redrafty kind of uh show. So that's gonna be coming out soon, I'm sure. Yeah, and honestly to any of our people that do play more redraft leagues, because I know you're out there, I think it's become more and more that the rookies are also kind of the sleepers now, so they become relevant to your keeper leagues and your redraft leagues. You do want to find those Jalen Waddles. You don't want to show up to your your draft, live draft, not knowing who Jamar Chase is. And that, that kind of happens. They're not knowing some of those situations because not everybody takes the depth of the dynasty approach that you hear here. But there is a, a really relevant side to redraft and who's going to hit year one. And even for the dynasty, how that helps their value. So we've definitely learned through recent comments on the show and and what people appreciate. And uh, and a lot of those comments are redraft. Uh, so I think we have we have a decent amount of. Of and I and I love you guys for listening to Rookie Fever. Like you, you those are who are, are even just thinking about Dynasty. This is clearly a Dynasty centric show, but it has plenty of value in redraft. And uh, all you uh, listeners out there that are just listening for the redraft knowledge, I, I think that's I think that's giving you a huge edge um, against your league mates to be able to be like this in depth on rookies. And it's pretty admirable that you're putting in this kind of time to learn about the rookies. Yeah. And and now before we hop into the show, we're going to get to our public nervous announcements first. I'm disappointed that we haven't been able to start a campus to Canton league yet. Oh, dude, I'm disappointed. I had one too. person reach out to me, <laughs> and they were already subscribed to campus to Canton, so they weren't able to use the ah, fever code. Right. But I was like, man, if it gets going, you're in. 
and nice. it's been slow to start. Don't know if there's going to, and, and you know what, guys, I'm kind of scared too, <laughs> but Fenero's going to be there with me. Campus to Canton's going to be there with you, and we're going to walk you through this, but I'm pretty disappointed. Swag. I'm surprised. You know, you know what's going to be on my computer almost all weekend? Campus to Canton.com because I have a 45-round college draft this weekend, starting this weekend. I have the number two overall pick. I've already reached out to Felix Sharp, Brandon nice. Lejeune. I reached Very out to nice. multiple people on what to do with that second overall pick. Everyone is answering me, not with not with a name, with an in-depth reason why, multiple directions I can go. These guys are so freaking helpful. I've been so pleased yeah. with the site itself, um, setting up my queue using the site. Um, it's already been completely invaluable. I have no idea yep. how I would even have begun without it. Yep. So, to anybody that missed it on previous shows or is wondering if the, if you missed it, maybe, maybe you heard it and you think that we were so fancy that it filled in a day. It did not. We are waiting for you. I'm a little shocked. I love that you said that in case you thought we were fancy. And it filled. Nope. I'm not surprised fancy. too. I think it's just because we're kind of nervous because we get a lot of like positive feedback yeah. and I, I feel great about the show, but man. I had to swallow my pride on how quick this league is filling. Still time, though. Still plenty of time. Use code FEVER. Hop on to Campus to Canton. Check out that site. You do have to let us know after you use code FEVER. If you're interested in the league, you have to reach out to either at ArtBarkTV, at RookieFever, at Swagzilla0G. Start a group with us if you want to talk anytime. You do have to let us know that you did use that code, and, and we'll get it going. We, we're curious, too. Yeah, dude. I would love that. If we could do that... Felix threw that out. Felix Sharp threw that out right away to us when he uh, announced to all of our listeners that he was going to give us his promo code and and, and start this uh, partnership together. And, uh, and I think he was more excited than even we were about the possibility of our listeners starting a league. And I think, again, it was because we were a little nervous. <laughs> but again, um, be nervous with us. Uh, go on this adventure. I think I think one year in your belt, what, the stuff that we could all learn together could be just a ton of fun. Isn't that what this is all about? anyway yeah and if it's not fun you get to beat up on us anyway how that's got to be kind of fun <laughs> i would think so feverish let's get into this can i get the drop one more beep, time beep, 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 beep. public nervous announcement <laughs> well there done. we go <laughs> i know you've got i know you're feeling a little bit like nervous about a couple things here and i'm gonna throw it at you because i i like what you put down here yeah, a so public I, nervous announcement. This started with you, Swags. You put this seed in my head. I only have one James Cook share, and it's in a league that you and I share together. And you put in my head his size, and I remember my remarks to you were, "Wow, he can, you know, he can fill out. You know, he's he's got a decent height to him. It's not like he's five eight and." I'm not a I'm not a metrics guy either, Swags. I know neither of us are, but. An eighth percentile BMI? An eighth percentile BMI? I don't want to be in the eighth percentile of anything. But in the NFL, a running back goes through a lot of punishment. So, like, just to give you an idea, James Cook is profiling like a J.D. McKissick, a James White, a Deion Lewis, a Chris Thompson, a Naheem Hines, a Woodhead. All of those guys I just mentioned... 51st percentile, 52nd percentile, 50th percentile, 41st, not good, 
but it's not eighth percentile swex. When I looked at this, I really got nervous about James Cook. I actually want to throw a bold take into my public and nervous announcement and now reframe and say, I believe Devin Singletary has a chance to have twice the carries, twice the yards, and twice the overall production than James Cook this year. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. And I know that that sounds bold to some people, but Singletary didn't look that bad last year at all. Like they're almost, you almost want a Singletary injury for James Cook to be what we thought Mm -hmm. he could be. You know, I agree with you on this one. I even feel like consensus has started to tilt a little bit since that first couple weeks of excitement after the NFL drafts. And I feel like people now are kind of like starting to let him slip a little bit more in rookie drafts you see now or hear about or the mocks you're seeing even, which I I know it's hard to take those serious, but we do some mocks with some people that do take them very serious. But you are starting to hear like, oh, I got James Cook at 201, you know what I mean, (laughs) versus where he was going 108 or earlier before. Yep. So he has, and, and, and I'm even still like, huh, well, who else was there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Cause that's how I, yeah. cause you know, I'll take, uh, we talked about him last week with Heath Cummings. If you didn't listen yeah. to that show, great show, by the way. Big shout out to Heath Cummings for coming on Rookie Fever. But we talked about him a little there and I will take him before James Cook and I will truly take him before Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson. I didn't, I, I didn't purposely keep that a secret. I thought I said it just cause I talked about Heath instead. <laughs> but I'll take him before James Cook. I'll take Dotson before him. I might take Pickens before him. That's a nice. little tougher for me. But, yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so ready or was so ready to just dismiss Singletary. And mm-hmm. um, weeks 11 on last year in PPR, he was RB9. In standard, he was RB6. Yeah. You know, this isn't two or three week stretch, it's 11 on. So we're talking about eight games here. And it's just like one of those things where, well, maybe seven. Um, but either way, I think he's just undervalued in fantasy right now. You know, yeah. You know, dynasty even possibly redraft for right. sure, but dynasty even. And, and, and the other thing I wanted to point out about those backs, Eckler is in that group as well. Um, they all took a minute to blossom, dude. All these little backs like that actually did kind of like have a stretch and Eckler's obviously having a little bit more than a stretch. So did James White. James White, I don't want to underestimate what he was able to do with the Patriots, but they didn't hatch in the first couple of years. It took a while for them yeah. to even become relevant. And we're, we're picking James Cook in, in, like you said, seventh or eighth overall in our rookie drafts when there's wide receivers that probably deserve to go higher. And it's all about that landing spot. Yep. It is the landing spot. And he got some draft capital. Yes, he did. But still the same. Yeah, James Cook is somebody that it's hard for me to invest in. He's also somebody, and this is kind of what public nervous announcement is to me a little bit. He's sort of somebody I wouldn't mind seeing success from. But you're kind of like, man, I'm a little nervous about this. I really Mm -hmm. can't totally get behind this ADP. And I would love to see James Cook have a great year. I think the draft capital will help him from waiting three or four years to to yeah. see what he has. Clearly, I think drafting him that early isn't going to make you know isn't going to make us wait that long. But I'm I'm definitely le- nervous about 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous about 2022. Fenero, I've got a public nervous announcement as well. I had a feeling you did. Mine's not quite as spicy, I don't think, but it's Kyron Williams. Mm. 
And at first, like, I've got a couple Kyron Williams shares, and you got them so cheap, kind of like that mid-second to third. I've talked a lot about how I like to get, maybe even later with Williams, some of my running backs in that area and just kind of stack on whatever I can throw a dart at to try to get them to hit. But again, smaller running back. Yeah. Already broke his foot. Fifth round pick. Yep. And he's third on the depth chart. The teams I have him on, I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's like more than a public nervous announcement. You know, it almost maybe yeah. doesn't fit the mold, but I'm also kind of like, you know what, like get whatever you can from maybe the Cam Akers owner. I think Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers are both the superior over Kyron Williams. We got a little excited with while Cam Akers was getting some shade, but there's no reason for you to roster Kyron Williams. It's funny you bring him up because it, it, there's some similarities with the whole James Cook that ner- nervous announcement I brought up with the size. Mm-hmm. And in, in a lot of comps you hear with Kyron Williams are Aaron Jones, Eckler. Again, these later round draft picks. I mean, Eckler was the UDFA, but yeah. um, Aaron Jones was a fifth round draft pick. Not yeah. particularly fast. Almost a four six. Yeah, we got Kyron Williams at a four seven. So, like, if you're if it's you're total wish in one hand, but that's what I'm saying. But you know what, what I mean? If if you're hand picking things like fifth round draft pick and slow, and then somehow saying, oh, well, that means he's Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that just feels like a much bigger leap to right. me. At least James Cook is a second rounder. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's much quicker and a great pass catcher. So, like, like start putting some more of that in there and then I can see, okay, you know, if you want to get a, a little more excited and a little less nervous about James Cook, I could see that. Kyron Williams would definitely make me nervous. Yeah, just no reason to roster. And it's not like you have a lot invested in him. He's not like James Cook at all, but also, like, just no reason to roster. I think right now... Playoff rookie fever just a little bit and, and kind of get whatever you can get. Maybe add something to it. Hit up our Twitter handles when you're telling us that you use code fever on campus to Canton and we'll try to help you trade Kyron Williams as well. <laughs> but yeah, Kyron Williams is one that I thought of that we haven't talked a lot about on here. I want to throw him back out there. Put him in your head in case you are rostering and being like, oh, yes, I do have some. And you know what? They're right. I don't know why. <laughs> Got any more? You got you got a bonus for him before we I, get out of the public nurse. I wish I had a bonus for him, but you know how what I like to do is likes. I like to keep him wanting more. We're gonna have to save some public Ooh. nurse announcements with this long savor, off season we have. Savor the flavor. <laughs> we have a long off season. The it's, price is it's wrong, Bob. Just, you don't get more public nervous announcements. <laughs> still just you. All right, I'm throwing it to you for the price is wrong, Bob. All right, cool. So we have two segments with the price is right or wrong, Bob. And uh, one will be a dynasty segment. We'll probably spend most of our time on there, but we do have a short redraft segment where we'll highlight two rookies that we want to check out their ADP, and we're using underdogs, best ball ADP for that. But we're going to start with dynasty. And when we start with dynasty, we're going to start up with dynasty ADP. This is Superflex ADP. And all we simply did, honestly, guys, is we threw up a grid that kind of showed us the ADP in a really simple way where, you know, you, you usually see it in your draft rooms. And we just take a look at it and it's like, whoa, that name seems really low or whoa, that name seems exactly right. So that's kind of what we're going to do. We're just going to take a quick glance at this this grid that looks like a draft board, which is actually Superflex startup ADP, and to see what pops. The first thing that popped for me, Swags, and maybe it's because we had Heath Cummings on. Maybe it's because we talked about this player a lot. It's a possibility. But I think another big possibility is because he was the 16th overall pick. Jahan Doxson. 
going in the 11th round of startup ADP after Christian Watson. You guys know how I feel about him. George Pickens, Chase Claypool, and a full round after Hunter Renfro and Brandon Ayuk is Jahan Dotson. Adam Thielen. Yeah, Chase yeah, you pulled Edmonds. that out of here. Yeah, come on, dude, Chase right? Edmonds. Isn't it doesn't something feel wrong about that placement? Like cuz you yeah, can look at some Hopkins, of these <laughs> Chase Claypool. I feel. I Damian feel. Harris. I feel like Swags agrees Tony with me. Pollard. <laughs> Whoever got John Dotson in this draft was just like waiting the whole time. They're like, "Oh my god! I hope he makes it! I hope he makes it!" Because they were smart. Oh, actually, I, this is his I ADP. I brother, take that back. You're the same person that drafted Adam Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It, it, it stands out, dude. I, I look at some of these other things, and I think it's on point. That one, to me, the price is wrong, Bob. It's a bargain. Yep. Anything really jump off the page to you? I mean, there's so much. <laughs> I, I want to so bad, like, <laughs> my hand's going. Ooh. I couldn't resist. All right. I like it. R- rookie Rewind has been demanded. In the fifth round at 501, Travis Etienne goes. Mm. And then after him is, I mean, I'll take Deontay Johnson. I'll take J.K. Dobbins. I'll take Pittman. Superflex. I'm not taking Kenny Pickett. I'll take Mike (laughs) Evans. I'll take Drake London. I'll go into the sixth round. I mean, I could keep going. Wow. See, that one's standing out. It just, it was hard for me to not. RB13. But you know that I've, I've got a thing right now. Like, this you just kind of like, do. My, that's okay. But I, that just really stood out to me that almost in a shocking way, the most shocking one of that group, not for, by, based off my opinion, but based off what I felt the community's opinion was, was J.K. Dobbins. Okay. That was the most shocking one for me based off how I think. The community feels. You thought they were lower on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. I, I kind of felt the same way. I did. Like, to, to throw him in the, the same round with Etienne, Kamara, Henry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was around after that. Like, more in the yep. Antonio Gibson, um, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, yeah. Dave Montgomery area. And then, uh, and then uh, can I do one more? Yeah, of course. Brees Hall, 201. <laughs> I love No, that it's two twelve. Two twelve. That's two twelve. Oh, we're coming back. Yes. I stand corrected. Yep, you gotta watch the little arrows. It's very confusing. Okay. I thought the I thought the Swift went like seven spots after Brees Hall. <laughs> no. And it's T twelve. Like, no way. <laughs> well actually on? well there's that's great. So you misread it. How do you feel about him at two twelve? Because I felt like it was about right. About right. I think um Barkley's a little disrespected, but I but I understand. But you get it. it. But you I get understand it. it. Yep. I think I, I like Brees Hall and getting younger there. Cam Akers has his question mark. Utilized, I, I do. Um, yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think that's a pretty good deal, actually. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, you, there's some that I could I could make a case for Fields, Devontae Adams. I could make a case for Tua, AJ Brown, Debo cases. Yeah, but I'm not taking Akers Acres over Brees Hall. Right, I agree. So yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, it felt it felt about you, right for me. What, yeah, that was that was that was one of my right ones, and and along with that, 
I'd almost be surprised to get him there in a way, just because of, of rookie fever. <laughs> I, I agree, man. To get but this is this turn. is June ADP um, coming off of DLF, so this is this is you know the entire month's worth of data. So this is this is not a random mm-hmm. you know draft I pick. This is this is cumulative. So so I just kind of pretty representative there. Like what else? What else kind of stands out to you? So the second rookie off the board is Drake London. Coming off the board at 5'11", after Michael Pittman and Mike Evans, but before wide receivers like Chris Godwin and Terry McLaurin. This one isn't like Jahan Doxson, where I felt like it was really off, but I don't know about this one, dude. This is one I want to discuss with you. I feel like this is a little early for me. I'm always going to lean towards guys, especially at wide receiver that I've seen before nine out of ten times, but like... There's a lot of question marks with the team he's on. A lot. I have no idea who the QB is. We keep on thinking they're just going to draft one very early in next year's draft. Like, there's a lot of, like, things that have to happen and go his way. Plus, we've never seen the guy play an NFL game, by the way. We just all think he's going to be great. That doesn't always happen. I like Drake London. I drafted Drake London number two overall in a draft, number three overall in another draft. Like, I want Drake London to do well. But there was something that felt a little early to me on this and it could be the rookie fever right because he is being drafted like that in rookie drafts yeah no i agree and the one that stands out to me is somebody didn't brought bring up actually but it's elijah moore going after mm. elijah moore's just going. kind of being kind yep. of in that same age group a little bit somebody mm-hmm. that we've seen like a high percentage of wide receiver one games yep. for the amount that he played really started to pick it up i like the, what they're doing there and even to see elijah moore and i i would take i i can uh see like London above Garrett Wilson, but to see how much later Garrett Wilson and some of the other rookies go, I feel like this is somebody that dove in because they wanted to get their guy and they were probably like, wow, Jameson Williams and Garrett Wilson and all those guys went so much later than I (laughs) thought they would. I'm kind of guessing that's a little bit of what happened in this draft, but yeah, I'm kind of with you, but Elijah Moore is the one that Again, kind of like I did with Etienne and Dobbins, Elijah Moore is kind of that one that stands out as I'm surprised your league felt this way. Yeah. The, the, the other ones, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, especially you and I talked about Mike Evans super quick before we hit record tonight and how he's just going to be the, the bargain at wide receiver. Like he's the old man at wide receiver that I want to go get if I'm, even if I'm out of contention, if I, if I'm rebuilding, if I'm going for it this year, Mike Evans is the old wide receiver that I want. But even to see him in that area, mm-hmm. you can kind of make a case for that. But, man, it's tough, Venero. Yeah, Elijah Moore, I think, is 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 has definitely taken a hit with Garrett Wilson going there. I want London over Chris Godwin, missing maybe a year. Yeah, the Godwin – the Godwin, Godwin um, I traded uh, before the Godwin injury going for a playoff run. Um Elijah Moore for Godwin straight up. So I got Godwin and I gave away Elijah Moore. You know how much I love Elijah mm-hmm. Moore. So that wasn't an easy trade so for London me to make. So London Godwin. Yeah, I think it's – what I was about to say is owning Godwin now makes me incredibly nervous. Like yeah. he's going to miss pretty much like what, 75% of the season, 65% of the season. And then even when he comes back, he's going to be like kind of like Cam Akers, right? Like we saw – Flashes of maybe what Cam Akers could have been, but he still was recovering. So this whole year is going to be a wash. Then he's going to be 29 years old, you know, and and with no Brady. And he's going to be in Tampa Bay now. He signed the contract. So now you have all of this uncertainty with a, you know, somebody who's coming out of their age apex 
off of a bad injury that happened late last season. So I'll take Drake London to answer your question. Yeah, I'm with you. London or Terry McLaurin? That one's much tougher. I, I really think Terry McLaurin, people are, are, are a little too low on him. Um, Maybe not now that he's signed, huh? I, that helps a little bit. I don't know why it does so madly because it's not like Washington has some killer quarterback that makes that makes you really comfortable that Terry McLaurin's staying there. And it's not like Washington's going to be horrible, so they're going to get a top three picks. Like, So I don't know why this signed contract really changed things so much for people, but I, I did see that. I, I feel that. I agree with you. But I, just, I think I just am a believer in Terry McLaurin. And so I'm going to lean to the tie again. Like I feel like that's a very close – very close, and and Terry's still young, so I'm going to go with the guy that I've seen because I don't know the guys that you haven't seen, man. You don't know, you just don't know. Fifty percent of these guys are going to like just completely bust, you know. And Let we're me just ask you one more with a little bit of a rewind in it. Mm. One spot behind Antonio Gibson is Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I'm taking Bateman there all day. These are two players that at some <laughs> points in my life I've thrown shade at. Oh yeah, and all day. I'm taking Bateman there, and I, I feel so good about it. In all fairness, um, the most of the shade that you threw on "quote unquote" Bateman was really thrown on the lack of opportunity you saw Bateman ever getting with Marquise Brown there, yep. and the low target volume. So, like you combine those two together, it wasn't going to happen. Now he's the clear one with just about nobody behind him. Yeah, you like you know, it changed. So, so this is something that we all need to do. We all need to. We can't like have take lock. We can't sit there and say, I hate this guy. I'm done with him. Um, and, and then just stick to it, regardless of whether he has a good season. You just say, Oh, it was just one good season. Whether he has a great six game stretch. Oh, it was just one six game stretch. You're just constantly trying to reaffirm your original mm-hmm. thing. What you do and you do so often is you reevaluate your takes based on if the situation changes. And we all need to do that. We need to get off of our high horses that our original take is all that counts and all that exists, and we have to be right. Um, or, or, yeah, or if we're kind of wrong and you need to come off something. There's that if, too. <laughs> or if, you know, like Antonio Gibson, you know, we brought him up. He's a good example because he's somebody that I've always kind of been, eh. And I, my, my – view of him hasn't changed much in dynasty it really hasn't if anything the way he was used his first couple seasons concerns me for dynasty mm-hmm. right i don't think that he's just like dead to your team or anything but i think that he's still a running back that we should be moving on from still at the same time you know i probably probably could say i'm wrong about antonio gibson for the first couple seasons i don't have a bad taste in my mouth about it but i think that it's coming to that point where I don't feel confirmed, but I think it's kind of coming to an end quicker than people thought it would. And I think last year was your sell opportunity. I was on board with you early on with the Gibson take. And the reason I was on board is because I I said repeatedly that Gibson wasn't the plan. He was the backup plan. In other words, Darius Geis was on that team. And Darius Geis was going to be the man there. Mm -hmm. And yes, Gibson was drafted, but we knew that Gibson was probably drafted as a pass catcher, a third down back, blah, blah, blah. He was forced into that role and he did well. Yeah. And he's done well. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who believed in him, anybody who liked what they saw was just reaffirmed. So the people that were on that side of the fence stayed on that side of the fence and the people that were on the other side of the fence kind of stayed there. And I was one of them. Um, but I don't really have a strong stance anymore. Like, yeah. I just don't. I, maybe I, he's I, a bargain now, to your point. Right. You know, maybe and, now is the time. And also, to your point, 
the team is also showing us that they're concerned about him playing with those injuries, right? By bringing in other backs, by bringing in a back um, that was there before, of course, in McKissick, but um, but can be the pass catching part of Gibson's workflow. And then you have Brian Robson, who can also be the <laughs> the the yeah. grinder, you know. So you have like they basically have the perfect backup for Gibson, or more than a backup, somebody to keep him fresh and keep him healthy and on the field. Or God forbid, if he's off the field, they could use those combos to replace him. So I think the team is also concerned about what you're concerned yep. about, which is that, you know, playing with the injury thing. It's admirable, but not a good long-term plan. But later down the board, I'm still taking Elijah Moore over both of them. Yeah, I like it. Got any more? I have I have another Price is Right, Bob. Um, the third rookie off the board is Kenneth Walker at 6.05 after Aaron Jones and... Dobbins, but before the aforementioned Antonio Gibson and Leonard Fournette. That feels about right to me. I think I like this spot. I worry about Walker this year. Bad team. I mean, could be an awful team, to be quite honest. Penny's healthy for now, so we'll see. Um, but honestly, dude, in Dynasty, a young running back, that draft capital, capital he's 21 years old. I mean, they're just valuable. So yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit of a bargain. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that spot just feels nice and cozy to me. I mean, this is somebody that t- tested amazing at the combine. All you ever hear about is what Brees Hall did at the combine. Walker had a very excellent combine. Yeah. And 1,600 yards last year on the ground at Michigan State. So um, he's at the college production. He has the testing. He has the draft capital. He's just on a shitty team. Um, but that could change. Like everything can change in the NFL very quickly. Yep. He's still 21 years old. Fenero, at this point in the off season, how are you feeling about Jerry Judy? Cause I know you've been into buying both Jerry Judy and Sutton. Yes. I feel like today Jerry Judy is a little bit cheaper than the elder Cortland Sutton. You're correct. Are you feeling good about Judy? Like, is there one that you're going after more than the other at this point or? So that's a great question. And in some cases, it does matter on, it does matter a little bit. I, I, I think it's splitting hairs. For me personally, <clears throat> I think it's splitting hairs. I think they both are equally value in my mind. But I was literally in a league one for one asked for my Jerry Judy and they wanted to trade me Sutton, which I thought was the oddest thing in the world. Cause it's yes. completely transparent, right? Like and that's the, the guy's I, telling me, I like, Jerry yeah. Judy more than Sutton give me Jerry Judy. Exactly. That's so <laughs> tough to do. And that's kind of like we mentioned that a little bit with McLaurin and John Dotson last year right. with Heath, you know? Yeah. And, so for me, yeah. for me, it was like it was a tie. What'd so it, it was a tie. So I'm like, why? I don't need to do anything. I feel like if I do something, there's a bigger there's a bigger possibility of my regret. Did he throw a tiebreaker at you, like a four? No, he didn't. I, and maybe that's something I could have done, but I basically looked at it like, this team isn't quite there yet, so give me the younger of the two. I think you That's- should give it a try. <laughs> he obviously thinks he, he wants some more. Just be like, hey, man, I've thought about it. To me, it's really a tie. But if yep. you want to do it, let's let's break the ice and give me a third. And then if he's like, I'll give you a fourth, just hit accept if it's that close for you. That's a good point. It's just fun. Yeah, it's a good point. It's just fun for now. <laughs> <laughs> like I probably I was talking to you about. I think I'm just going to do it just because it's fun. I it's, probably uh, own more Sutton. from Dynasty Nerds. Yeah, and I like him a lot. And he took over an orphan in this team. And I feel like you know, let's just break the ice on a trade. It's yeah. that close in my head to where I'm like, yeah, this, that, this, that, <laughs> making cases for both sides. Maybe just you know, 
I've made it, trades with Dennis before, but maybe just make one with him in this league that he joined. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's tough taking over an orphan team. Dennis, sometimes. I'm going to accept that trade. There you go. I think if you look at it isolated like that, I, I, I like where your head's at. I tend to look at it more like, so I'm in nine dynasties, right? Nine dynasty teams. I own Sutton or Judy in all nine, but I own, wow. but I own way more Sutton. Like I think it's probably like six to three. So getting another Sutton didn't, it felt like it wasn't, it, I wasn't diverse enough. Like I don't, if I'm really wrong and it was Judy the whole time and I only have three Judy's and I gave away one of those three and now I only have two Judy's, it was, it was diversification too, right? So I have more Sutton than I have Judy. And I felt like that was honestly easier. Like people were coming to me to give me Sutton. So it was this, I, I had that orphan with the, the league with you with Sutton in it. And I wanted the orphan because Sutton was on that team. Like it was as if I was just trying to do this all off season, like, just oh, that man, one move. My boy, he's already I, there. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm chasing, I'm chasing success, which is another probably thing that none of you should do. I'm chasing the success that I had with Cooper Cup in three leagues. I traded for Cooper Cup, and in two others, I traded for Robert Woods. It was to okay. me like this feels like the same thing, but it's not. It doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? It doesn't. See, Robert I mean, Woods that, got that's hurt. When I'm looking for Mike Evans. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, there you go. Guys, kind of like Mike Evans. <laughs> Well, I have him in super. No Godwin, dude. No Gronk. Come to me. Come to me. I got him in a. I got him in a league where we're in it. Come to me. You're hard to trade with. I am very hard. I heard that across the board in every league that I am hard to trade with. Anybody in Flog, you heard it. Hard to trade and tough to flatter lately. I'm cheap, but I'll give it a shot, dude. I'm cheap. The Price is Right, the redraft edition. (laughs) Underdog best ball ADP. Not Was that a drop? in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got our first one. This is the redraft edition, guys. We're moving off a of dynasty, going to a little redrafty here. So now we're only concerned about what these rookies are going to do next year. This is from Underdog Best Ball ADP. At 103.3, Chase Claypool. 104.3 is our rookie, Garrett Wilson. Two R's, two T's. <laughs> 105.6, Robert Woods. What do you think, Swags? Is the price right? It's so close, you know, like <laughs> you look at this and I know you, you just mentioned how into buying Robert Woods you've been. Yeah. And I can't argue it. And and it, and man, I have to try to like shift gears into redraft, even though I've been looking at this show sheet the it's entire time. So I'm hard well to aware do. what we're doing here, but I do have to shift gears a little bit. Yes. Still the same. I think it would be just as probable for a rookie to have a of of Garrett Wilson's caliber mm-hmm. to have a season that would help your fantasy team mm-hmm. than it is for a vet of Robert Woods caliber to switch teams, learn a new system, soften injury. Like, this sounds so bad, but it, it's it's kind of to me in those heads. Like years ago, I did some research on this in a little article about. Like the non-elite wide receivers, and like it or not, I don't think Robert Woods is elite. He's he's really good. He's an awesome wide receiver, but I don't. He's not Jerry Rice, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson. You should see a significant decline from Robert Woods in a new offense with any quarterback, in my opinion. It's probably twenty to thirty percent decline off of his best season he's ever had. It's kind of like uh, teaching a dog new tricks. Sure. Sure. Or is that how you say that? Yep. 
thing. Can't teach but, a dog new trick. Yep. Yeah, it's similar to that. You know, they've kind of like earned their respect and they're they're in their roles. They know what they want to do. It's and uh, I will put it on the board. If you're interested, Garrett Wilson will have more fantasy points than Robert Woods and Chase Claypool. That's how I feel about this. Okay. Um, I thought it was very close, and and I get it. I think that this is probably where Robert Woods belongs. Chase Claypool, I felt a little bit bolder. Did you? Saying that. Just because you never know in that offense. You never yeah. know. And, um, and I, I think he's wants to try to show signs of maturity. <laughs> But I, I'm off Chase Claypool and Same Dynasty. Here. Same here. But, again, trying to shift gears. Sorry, go ahead. I can see Pickens taking over that job by the year's end. Um, I like that. I don't even think it's spicy. Do you, do you want yeah. it to be spicy? No, I didn't really want it to be spicy. spicy. I feel like, I I like, feel like that yeah, feels like about that. right. I yeah, feel like that's like why that. he was drafted, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like Robert Woods is day one, the Titans wide receiver one. Now... What does that mean? I'm not sure. He's also coming off the ACL from November. Um, he looks good, but he's not He's not playing an NFL game yet. And like you said, changing offense, blah, 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 I get it. But flip the other side of the coin, Garrett Wilson has to compete with second-year wide receiver who we all love, Elijah Moore. And Zach Wilson has a lot of improving to do. As much as I think he will improve, he has to improve quite a bit to be able to sustain both of these wide receivers. So it's it's not, I'm not real optimistic about Garrett Wilson's first year either. So I do feel like the price is right here because like, I think we're both saying the same thing. I'm just using a different kind of argument to basically say that I agree with you. It's really close. Um, I would, I guess if I was going on the board, I would, I would for fun say, yes, I would probably take Robert Woods. Neither of us are taking Claypool, by the way, but I think I would take Robert Woods over Garrett Wilson year one. Probably neither of us will remember to track this, but I'm going to try nah. to remember Garrett Garrett Wilson and Robert Woods. We're going yeah, we to put them somewhere. like brothers. <laughs> I'll have to put that. You know, I'll we put that in my calendar. Mike. Third Mike, do you listen to podcasts anymore? Like, is, I bet he does. Do you have interest in a campus of Canton League, Mike? There you go, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you should put that together for us, Third Mike. I'll uh, have to DM you. Absolutely. That'd be fun. It actually is really fun. But, yeah, dude, I, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson here, even with okay. all the competition there. Yeah, I think even I, just me having rookie fever. I, I think Garrett Wilson's going to struggle to get 800 yards in that offense. So, it'll, it'll be about the touchdowns at that point. Mm-hmm. And touchdowns are, you know, impossible for me to predict, impossible for anyone to predict. And same thing with Robert Woods. I don't know. Is he the guy getting the touchdowns? Is it Austin Hooper? Like, who who the hell knows? Is it just yeah. Henry every single play? You know what I mean? Like, and it's I mean, just, even, it's, Are they even, like? With the Jets, though, are they just going to hand Brees Hall the ball? They they might run it a little bit more. They've got a really good running back now, too, so you never know. Well, they, hold on. You're, you're jumping ahead here. We got our next one, Brees Hall. Yeah. Our next one, Brees Hall. So, we have Brees Hall at uh, 47.9. Pretty high, pretty high. So, high expectations here. Cam Akers right above him, 44.6. David Montgomery below both of them at 52. Yep. My so first RB18, RB19, and RB20. Yep. What you thinking there? Because you were getting into some, I, was, I, I paused you for a minute because you were getting into some Brees Hall discussion. <laughs> um, Honestly, I'm thinking one of these things is not like the other. Montgomery, right? We need some Big Bird. No, I'm thinking Cam Akers just doesn't belong. Okay. 
I thought and Montgomery Hall and David is Montgomery too low. To get some fantasy points. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm saying Cam Akers is should be well below them both in my opinion. And I feel like Montgomery shouldn't even be in this little tier. I think he should be above this tier. A little higher? Yep, I do. Yeah, I dig it, dude. For 2022, like, and I think, yeah. yes. David Montgomery has a top five RB season. To your he, point. Yes. Yeah. Montgomery has a top five RB season under his belt already. Yep. Like, I don't... I think Montgomery in 2022 is a low end RB one. You think that's crazy? No, this is round fi- this pick 52. I was looking at Acres when I said 44, so it's like round five. It's too low for Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. That's Regardless, the problem with absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah, that, absolutely. That's the price I have a problem with. We're supposed to talk about the rookies. I have a problem with Montgomery being here. Yeah. That's the one I have a problem with. (laughs) The price is wrong, Bob. What does he need to do for you? (laughs) I don't understand that. I don't get that. Then will you like him more? (laughs) (laughs) They're acting like he's 28 years old. No, that's not enough. (laughs) They're acting like he's 28. Yeah, and then um, the other thing I want to point out. David Montgomery. They do, and that's why he's there, but that doesn't mean that you need to draft him there. And the thing that I also wanted to point out with the, the, the Brees Hall thing, the Jets were last in the league in rushing attempts last year, which I did not know. Last in the league. Conversely, Chicago is the 11th. They run the oh, ball wow. 11th. Yeah, that's a huge difference. That alone, not to so mention the Bruce fact. Hall to Michael Carter. Good. Yes, I agree. And, you know, who knows? Like, were they last in rushing attempts because they didn't have a Brees Hall? Mm-hmm. Sure. But are they going to hop from 32 to 11? No, no, no not no. even close, right? So, yeah. so you have an imbalance in, in, um, in, um, in distribution. Then on top of that, I would, I would argue that Carter's going to play a little bit more in the first third of the season than you want him to. So Brees Hall's not going to get the workload that Dave Montgomery's going to get on day one and for the whole season. They, Dave Montgomery is one of the few workhorses. I agree with you. I do. There's not so that David many out Montgomery, there. Montgomery, and then are you taking Brees Hall or Cam Akers? Brees Hall. We did that in the dynasty Same. part, and I'm going to do it in the redraft as well. What about it? What if I throw Josh Jacobs in this mix? It's close though. I'm taking because I'll take Jacobs in, over Akers in in redraft or dynasty. It's close again. I like that you put him in there though. You got me wanting to check where he goes. But but for me, like in in redraft especially, it's easy for me to take Josh Jacobs there over Acres. He's more accomplished. He's shown he is. more health. He's shown yep. he he's a beast when he can be. Honestly, for me, yeah, I'll take Josh. I think Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery just get so much shade. They do. I agree. I um, wanted Acres to be somebody that we were more into by now, but going into a third season and. Not giving you much, you know, you have to, and coming off an injury, you have to be like, oh man, you know, like. Yep. And without the. These are all guys I'm cheering for. I'm happy to, but I'm building a dynasty team. I'm building a redraft team at that. If I'm giving advice and I want you to win, that, that's what I'm all about. That's how I feel. It's too bad. Jacobs is below all of them. So Cam Akers, uh, 44.8. Brees Hall, 47.6. Like we said, Dave Montgomery, 51.1. Then Dobbins. Wow. Remember, this is read. This is read. Yeah. This is read. Then Josh. The Jacobs. Ravens only run about three thousand to thirty-two hundred <laughs> yards on the ground. That's all. I'm taking Dobbins this year over. Oh, honestly, over the group. Are you going to? Yeah, I'm almost there. Like it's it's between him and Montgomery. I'm taking him over Acres. I'm taking him over Brees Hall. I'm taking him over Jacobs. 
and I think I'm taking him over Montgomery, dude. Yeah, but Akers that's is tougher to do. Overvalued, man. You want you want the starting running back on the Rams. They utilize them. They're in the red zone. They use them a ton. You do, but he makes you nervous. Like if we did a public service announcement on that draft class. Cam Akers would definitely be on that list. Trying to see where he went in that mock that we were just going through. Oh, the um, the ADP. So that is uh, he went well above like even Dobbins, and he went before Mixon. Akers. Yeah, I'm looking for him. Three in the third round. Then. Oh yeah, he's like he's wedged between Kenneth Walker and and Alvin Kamara in the third. That is high. A lot that of is quarterbacks high. I would prefer. He went right after Kamara and Cook. That does seem really high. Kamara, I'm kind of off though, just because the legal troubles and yeah, no, I hear you, but still, happen. but still, yeah. take his Jesus resume over Acres. Um, yeah, Dobbins needs to be that. Not Dobbins. Dobbins needs to. They need to at least switch places. Dobbins should be where Cam Akers is, and Cam Akers should go down that far at least. We need to shout out to Dynasty Nerds and have them give Dobbins some extra value. There you go. 2.0. Yeah, we could probably do that. We have a lot to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dynasty Nerds, people want to play in fantasy leagues with us. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. So, so I, that's why I think it's. I think people are a little bit timid of the campus to Canton. I think it's a big jump. Dude, I'm timid about it. Like this is not this is this is something that's making me 45 rounds is making me incredibly uncomfortable. The only thing that makes me more comfortable is that I I do have a resource to go to, but yeah. like even inside that resource, but well, we get we get past like I don't know, 15 rounds, like they're literally just going to be names to me, swag. Like they're they're literally yeah. just going to be names and positions at that point. Yep. Like that's scary. Like what what draft have you ever been in where you have thirty rounds where they're just names and positions and that's it's all you know. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary, you know? But like again, but it'll I help think you grow. Yes. And I think anybody who who thinks they know more, honestly, they probably do, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's still it's still the college part before the NFL part. There's so much. We talk about this in Debbie all the time, right? Like all these like Burrow, like all these players that slide through all these great Debbie people that they don't even draft in these 45 rounds. And then all of yep. a sudden they're available in rookie dress. Like how does that happen? Yeah. Um, it's, it's so far before we see them in the NFL. But the cool thing about Campus to Canton is like I get to pay, play the college side, right? So I have a college team and a NFL team and they're both playing. Yeah. Um, so I can win the NFL side or the college side or both. And I think that's really cool. I'm going to wind up getting – you're going to have to cool me off, Swags, unless uh, we can get a league of our own so you, you could be uh, as as crazy about all this as I am. But you're going to have to cool me off about these rookies this 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 coming 2023 <laughs> class because I they're going to already have been playing on my team. Splash the cold water on you. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm already going to I'm already going to love some of these players cuz they're water already playing for is me. coming <laughs> soon to a exactly. rookie near you. I'm going to need it. So yeah, be sure like we said Camps can code fever. Also Dynasty Nerds code fever. 15%. Get on that now. Get it before 2.0 comes out. Get the price that it is today with 15% off using code fever. People are taking advantage fever. of that. People are taking advantage of that. Like, like literally every other day we're getting yeah. signed up. So, um, you know, shout out to us. Let us know you signed up. Like I said, we'll mention you on the show. Campus to Canton. Check them out. 10%. Same promo code fever. Can't forget it. This was a fun show, Swags. Absolutely. Tell them who you are and everything all about in you. 
<laughs> I am Mike, the feverish Panera. You can find me at Aardvark TV. Uh, if you have any sort of questions, hit me up. Uh, more and more of you are doing that. Love answering those. Uh, luckily, I'm not, uh, I don't have the um, 10,000 followers Swagzilla ZRG has, so I'm I not overburdened. 10,000 followers. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. And um, and I think the conversation back and forth, I'm not going to give you a quick answer. I like a little conversation. You about guys this should stuff. follow Finero, though. You know, I always like context. So if you give me anything, I'm going to ask for more. I'm not going to give you the Finero easy should answer. have at least two more followers. At least. I would say by the end of the show. Yes. Oh, too late. <laughs> And I am at Swagzilla Zero G on the Twitter first. We advertise for free for Twitter, and they they don't. Do yeah, much they don't. For they us. don't ever do anything. I don't even get a check mark. It's like one of the smartest ploys. Yeah, it in is entertainment. Right? Quite honestly, like yeah, come they, on, tell tell people where to find you, where you might yep, be talking on yep. social media. Yep, freaking clever. Yep. I'm set rookie fever on Twitter as well. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> And